0: War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, remember for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401. 439-6028. you're listening to the John DePetro show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website dipetro.com It's Friday. It is July 8th. I encourage you and uh, visit our website depietro.com. We have a lot of great items for sale in the shop. Unique, original items. Hey, if you like the show, you can purchase a mug. We have great mugs. We have great glassware. We have great shirts and sweatshirts and hats. It's a happening. It's on the shop uh, at depetro.com, And then also, while you're on our website, folks, we have a lot of different stories, uh, original, unique content on the website. You know, we've had the story. Uh, Rhode Island State Police just put out today an individual that they're looking for in connection to what happened that uh, fateful night at the Rhode Island State House where you had the the rally and the protest and i posted i mean i'm you know as many of you know i like to i consider myself a supporter of law enforcement have been a supporter of law enforcement continue to be a supporter of law enforcement but the rhode island state police i mean today is it's friday july 8th i i've had the photo they posted that they're looking for this individual um i'm not exaggerating i've, I've had his photo basically up on my website for two weeks And they're just now saying they're looking for the public's help in identifying who he is. He's the one that threw the first punch at that, um, at the uh, protest that started the whole melee that got involved and involved Officer John Lugo. So I, I don't know what to make of that. I'm not sure, you know, this is, it's a busy time, it's summertime. But, I mean, I, that protest was on a Friday. There was video all over the place that weekend. And you, you you can go to petro.com. I mean, it's all documented. I I have the photos of the guy up. He's in the green Adidas. Call him like Green Man or whatever. Um, I've had that up. It was it was two weeks ago, and the Rhode Island State Police just released to the media today that they're looking for help in identifying him. Um, I'm not saying that that can't happen, but I think they they it would have been more powerful if they had maybe released that like the monday or tuesday maybe even wednesday right it was still a big story during the course of of that week um now we're also seeing that i'm seeing that and this is so typical that state senator Tara mack you know the perpetual victim always wants to be the victim she's now posting that she's getting death threats um because of her twerking video so here's an easy question that just kind of silences um any individual like that and i'm gonna i'm gonna follow up on this um i have not heard any report of law enforcement that um that she has reported any of these threats so see that that always is where the rubber meets the road right people she's always the victim this is the pattern they do something foolish they regret they they never will admit they made a mistake that that now defines her now she's saying gee why how come no one was paying attention to me before i did this well as i've said anthony congressman anthony weiner could say the same thing oh suddenly everyone wants my no no they don't want your opinion on things it's because you're in the midst of this by the way tucker carlson again last night did something on state senator t.r mack that's night number three so it's tuesday wednesday thursday i don't know if he's going to go for four nights in a row but got the hat trick last night but so now she's into the mode of she's building followers um and but i, I don't know what to make of that this is my prediction with rhode island state senator Mack. she will not be re-elected um she she was given the opportunity to be a state senator she can't say that you know she she did attend and i think graduate from brown university i think she even got her mast i think got her master's degree in massachusetts at a school in boston i think but anyhow um so she she got to go to brown and she also was elected and she is a woman of color and she calls herself you know she is uh prefers same sex which is fine but so she can't say she's been discriminated against because what what is stopping her from achieving? Now it becomes her legislation can't get passed, because of who she is, or because if if you in any way criticize her, it makes you a racist. There should be no criticism, because she is uh, a, a woman of color who's also um, prefers uh, relationships of of same sex. So so now she turns to the death threats. So there's there's been no indication that she's contacted anyone that she's reported to law enforcement. There's a pattern. She um and even prior to this, I just felt she's she's immature. She um she I think she's in her mid to late twenties, but everything is about vulgarity. Everything she's very big and she's a millennial and and um and and that all of that stuff is fine. I, I am predicting I don't think she gets real I don't think she wins her primary. And that will be in September thirteenth this is how now she's defined she's going to say it's unfair she i want to repeat she she posted that video of the upside down beach twerking she did it wasn't like taken from um you know off of facebook it wasn't she purposely now she's trying to say she intentionally wanted to have a video go viral um th- this one she didn't make it go viral it was it was there's a uh a group on tiktok and also on social media the libs of tiktok and they lift videos and then repost them that's the one that took off that's the one that everyone saw not her when she first posted it still hasn't done that great but she's going to come up with every possible excuse on why the system has been wrong to her why if you don't like her you're a racist if you don't like her you're a homophobe um she has gotten kid gloves treatment from the press channel 12 still won't do the story i think that's very telling it's a national story The number one show on cable news. You know what's surprising about Channel 12 is? Channel 12 is also part of Fox Providence. Now, that's not Fox News Channel, but it is Fox Providence, and they still won't. They won't touch the story, which I think is interesting. You know, how is that not news? A state senator, a Rhode Island state senator, has been featured on the number one cable news show in the country, Tucker Carlson, for the past three nights. It's been in the Washington Post. It's been in all... Uh, international media but channel 12 and the Province journal they don't think it's a story so um it's very selective selective outrage i repeat if that were a republican that they didn't like if that was ashley kalis if that was um you know jessica de La Cruz, anyone like that they would be all all over it and instead um there's nothing so that's this an element of running cover you know as if that's like that's not news now i also want to um i i'm going to post this on the website i did speak with the cumberland police Cullum, cumberland police are saying it's still going to be weeks uh where they're getting testing done this was the tragic the parents the couple that were found um shot to death murdered in their own home so i'm not going to um we're not going to speculate that that story um has not reached its conclusion uh, i'll say this i think it's interesting that they're seemingly doing a lot of testing and so but this this it's my impression that they may not have any answers on this until july now this happened end of june end of last month the tragic shooting there, there i will there's a lot of rumors floating out there there's a lot of speculation the police i just spoke to them said it's an open investigation and they're having some testing done and they want to be official with everything and so we're going to wait and we're going to see what that's i i recognize and and here's the thing i recognize no one's talking about the the parents that were murdered in uh the couple murdered in in cumberland and and normally when you see something like that there, there was speculation as to some people thought it was a murder-suicide. The police have not called it that, and I've had to correct people. Someone sent me an email, why are you even talking about this? The police said it was, no, the police did not say that. That is wrong. The police did not say it was a murder-suicide. I also want to be very cognizant. I am cognizant of the fact. Listen, I understand the sensitivity and nature of the story, and I also understand that there are three children— that were left behind and in fact they were in the house when it happened i am i want to be very clear i am following the lead of the cumberland police i believe they are uh, doing all the right steps they're being very transparent about it we're not going to speculate about it and then when they come out with what their findings are then that's what are going to be what their findings are so where do things stand with the cumberland situation we are waiting for the cumberland police to finish their investigation all right it's friday folks since it's friday um we're going to um uh play and uh re re uh go back through some of the uh, great segments that we had this week kind of a friday recap friday recap is next right here on the john DePetro show j perry paving folks you can depend on j perry paving they provide high quality Fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730, J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed call j perry paving for a free quote it makes a huge difference in your property in your home in your driveway or patio 401-732-1730 j perry paving 401-732-1730 you can also find them on facebook they're terrific hey get that driveway paved call and book an appointment now 401-732-1730 for j perry paving to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380, 99.9 fm can always listen online at our website dipietro.com it's time for our legal segment joining us right now he is one of rhode island's top attorneys he's our legal expert it is attorney tim Dodd. tim if you don't mind i'd like to start off with the police uh two different instances especially apparently there was some fireworks at india point park and somebody was getting out of hand and the next thing you know there's uh, some video of someone was above and videos with uh, the police officers as they are apprehending the person. And then things just side, seem to go a little sideways after that.
1: Yes. I mean, it, it's astonishing that over and over and over um, there's video of interactions between cops and individuals they're attempting to apprehend. These cops have to know or at least conduct themselves with the presumption that someone out there is videoing them. I mean, it's, it's not a mystery that everyone's got a smartphone and everyone's videoing everything they see. So in this situation, you're right. There was uh, fireworks. People are leaving. And the two Providence cops who were involved in this situation—it's not like they're rookies. One, I believe, is a captain. One, I believe, is yeah. a lieutenant. One's been right. on for over twenty years. One's been wow. on for, I think, more than fifteen years. So these are experienced men. And there's a video. They're attempting to apprehend a suspect. And like, just just like we should presume that cops know they're being videoed. Um, every one of these situations, which goes sideways um, to one degree or another, it's when somebody's resisting arrest. So we get this yep. guy, he's resisting arrest, he's resisting arrest. You see these two cops attempting to wrestle him to the ground. I can't tell from the video at the time that one of the cops, you know, con- makes the guy's head contact the pavement if, um, there was already, um, the guy was already cuffed, but you can hear the guy that one of the cops on the video say, stop moving, stop moving. And after a command to stop, move, apparently the guy doesn't stop moving. So the cop kind of takes his head and pounds it into the pavement. Now that's the part that goes viral. That's the part that, um, puts this officer in a terrible light. Um, if, and if you take that one or two seconds of the video, it's quite damning. Now, the question is, when it gets further analysis, if, they've got, if it's taking two cops to get this guy on the ground and he's still resisting arrest allegedly, And the cops are saying, stop resisting, and he doesn't stop resisting. Well, maybe they can make the message a little clearer, and I'm not justifying what they did, but is police protocol? If the guy won't stop resisting, is it appropriate to tase him? Like, what are the cops to do when this um, individual, like many others, I guess the new, the new, paradigm is just resist arrest and see what you know if the guy didn't resist arrest he wouldn't have got his head pounded into the ground was it appropriate for the cop to do that i'm not passing judgment it certainly doesn't look good but i'm not sure what police training would call for in that situation if a person continues to resist even when they're on the ground squirming pushing you know, I'm not exactly sure what he was doing to or, to resist. The cop gave several commands, stop, stop. Um, he didn't say stop resisting, but stop doing what you're doing. And apparently the guy didn't stop what he was doing. Will there be an internal affairs investigation? Yes. Will these cops be suspended? Yes. Um, will there be a Bill of Rights hearing? Yes. I don't think the chief has called for either of these cops to be terminated. Much no. like the chief came out, I think, a little too quickly. Yeah.
2: With the situation
1: uh, on Lugo, on Lugo. Um, there was no pronouncement that this, these two, have to be fired, or at least the one who um, took the guy's head and pushed it into the pavement. Um, is it a termination offense? Uh, I think it's too soon to say what's the appropriate discipline. It's too soon to say, Mm -hmm. but you know, like we say so often the original headline, the original story, there's typically a lot more to it. I don't know if other videos of this will surface. I don't know if these cops had body cameras, which would have caught perhaps more of the dialogue between the cops and the suspect, But I know one of the cops commanded several times, stop resisting, stop resisting. And the guy didn't stop. Mm.
0: Now, folks, again, we're speaking with our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, there's actually been an update on this story. Number one, province police sent out a press release with, you know, kind of describing the incident. And they they included a mug, the mugshot of uh, the suspect and his his face is he's got a, a black eye, but it's not like it's a huge gash or it's not like his, you know, his head was caped in. I think the other thing that's interesting, I believe I just heard that for whatever reason, they didn't have their body cams on. Um, you know, it seems typical when I've interviewed some of the police brass, they talk about so many times with police, they could do 95% of the things right. And then in that last split second, when they lose their cool, boom, that's when all hell breaks loose. They obviously didn't realize there was someone up above who was videotaping them and they think it's just a quick second. They lose their temper, but look at how this thing kind of blows up on them.
1: Well, it's exactly right. And, you know, body cams are supposed to be to preserve evidence of these interactions with potential suspects for for the suspects protection and the cops protection as to what did or didn't happen so that they didn't have mom is not a good sign. And the fact that you know, this, this suspect winds up with a black eye because his face made contact with the pavement because the cop pushed his head down. I mean, there's no getting around it. So you're right, I mean, for 90% of that interaction, it seemed to be rather textbook. And at the, in the last few seconds of the video is where you know, it could be argued that the cop went too far and he had a guy on the ground and the guy was subdued and that uh, smashing his head into the ground was an overreaction and uncalled for. Um, I think the cop is going to have a hard time justifying his conduct yeah. um, if there's no other video or nothing more than the video that we've seen. Because all you, you you don't hear anything the suspect says. You don't hear anything the other cop says. You just hear the one guy who you know, push his head into the ground saying, stop resisting, stop resisting. Is that appropriate police practice to subdue a defendant? I don't know. It doesn't look like it would be.
0: Um, w- one last thing on this. Apparently they're also claiming that they found a a small knife, but nonetheless on his body. Is that, oh, d- two other elements of that. One is that they, they claim they found a knife on him. And then the other one is the police officer who, uh, allegedly spiked his head into the payment he's out on injury leave is that is that a legal maneuver to maybe let everything settle down or what about those just two two well, details of the case i
1: mean he i don't know if he's a cop that gets involved these days cuz he's a higher rank does right. he get involved with many takedowns and wrestling mm. with suspects perhaps he did sure. injure himself in the altercation I do think this cop will get charged with at least um, misdemeanor, simple assault, if nothing more. Um, mm-hmm. Could it be a felony assault? Sure, it could. And, you know, there's the legal end of things and there's the political end of things, and this video will go somewhat viral. So I would expect that the cop who pushed the suspect's head into the pavement will get charged with at least a misdemeanor if not a felony because of this conduct and i do think it warrants um a, a strong likelihood that criminal charges will be filed against them because mm. it does appear to be an overreaction and an um excessive use of force
0: folks we're going to take a, a quick break much more ahead our legal expert attorney tim dodd right here on the john DePietro show the next time you have an emergency Head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care, urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care, they provide immunization, school, sports, physicals. They're a cost-efficient healthcare care alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions you someone in your family suffering from covid you want to go straight to atmed urgent care two locations johnston 1524 atwood avenue suite 122 or east greenwich 5750 post road online at atmedurgentcare.net Ooh, our are listening to the john DePietro show folks weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website which is Petro.com. Joining us right now is a columnist with the Boston Globe. It is Dan McGowan. And uh, Dan McGowan, I'd, I'd like to like to start off with uh, last week. I believe I believe you were there. I was the, the, right before the holiday weekend kicked in. And um, Congress and Jim Langevin held a, a press briefing with General Treasurer Seth Magaziner uh, seemed to come together at the last moment. To me, this is just it was just more reaction to that Boston Globe. Uh, Suffolk poll there was a lot wrong with the the press briefing and I'm not I'm not sure how much it's actually going to serve him but I'd like to hear your thoughts a little bit on this this Langevin let's all rally behind Seth Presser
2: yeah well so I had two thoughts one one being somewhat broad and then one being a little bit inside baseball that maybe is nitpicky the the big picture one Look, I think it confirms what you and I talked about last week and what was, I think, the buzz of the state last week, that Alan Fung is, you know, everything seems to break his way right now, right? You, you know, there, at that moment, we know that there was going to be, you know, he wasn't going to have a Republican op- opponent in the lead in the polls. You know, lots of things. Independents very much breaking his way. And I think Seth Magaziner, um, you know, looks at this, ha- as we've been saying, look, Seth has, for who he is, uh, you know, he's not the most exciting candidate in the world, but he's, cons- he's, you know, consolidated lots of support behind him. He's got lots of institutional support. And I think Jim Langevin probably looked at this as a relatively risk-free, um, you know, endorsement. I think he, he knows Seth Magaziner is going to win this primary, uh, or at least he thinks strongly that Seth Magaziner is going to win this primary. And I think he kind of uh, you know it it was a little bit jumping on the bandwagon so you know it could look like to some degree you know he had some influence over this race you're not going to see very much we know that Sarah Morgenthau appears to be staying in the race we know that you know Joy Fox is staying in the race the firefighter Cameron Moquin dropped out but he wasn't a factor in the race anyway Um, this doesn't move David Siegel away from the race. So, you know, I, I think it was a little bit of a kind of a safe move by Langevin, but also it shows you that threat of how much, you know, how much of a factor Alan Fung is in this race. I thought the to, to this is a, a little bit inside baseball, but one thing I did not like about the press conference was if you heard it, uh, Seth Magaziner kept on talking about talking to the press, talking to us as as though we were all on the same team, he kept on yeah. saying how, you know, we're going to show, you know, that Alan Fung is out of touch with, you know, the average Rhode Islander. And I hope, you know, I hope you guys can do that for us. And I I'd never like that. First of all, it feeds into the, you know, very much prolific narrative that, you know, the media is in bed with Democrats Um, so I hate that. I mean, if I'm, if I'm the Republicans, if I'm Alan Fung, you know, I'm using that as fuel. Um, I also just, it, it is, it is not the, I mean, the reporters who are there and the journalists who are there, you know, are, are not people who are. Uh, you know, Ted Nisi and Ian Donis are not saddling up to, you know, support uh, Seth magazine or certainly, not. certainly I'm not. Um, and so I thought it was a weird message and it shows you there wasn't that much to say, right. He just kind of had to keep going back to his talking points. And it became this conversation it was almost, it was almost like he was talking to us as though we were, you know, volunteers for his campaign. I thought it right. was a strange conversation to be
0: having. It was. And it was almost kind of like, all right, like right, let's all agree I'm the only one that can do this. Yeah. So, guys, let's stop the pretense that this is – but Dan McGowan, now um, – and and I don't mind inside, inside baseball. If I'm Joy Fox, she worked for Langevin, number one. Number two, he could have done this two months ago. Um, as much as in a regular poll, the Channel 12 poll showed, all right, I think that he has a, a clear advantage. But in the Globe poll, it's it's not like he's – you know blowing away everyone else i i think one of the candidates has 32% i mean they're all losing to fung and he's just like
2: slightly better like, slightly
0: yeah. better so yes. i found that right i kind of found that stunning and also condescending this this guy let's face it you know of privilege and and certainly of means and he switched races is standing up there and talking about women's rights when he's basically telling two
2: women to get out of the race. Yeah. One of whom is, is going to spend a lot of money in, in terms of Sarah Morgenthau. And then you're right to the other, you know, uh, Joy Fox is somebody who's probably not going to win this race, but has certainly raised some, you know, heads and has, you know, tried to run kind of a scrappy campaign. I, I think it's a, it's a good point. And in, 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 here's the other factor. If you're, if Jim Langevin was going to endorse two or three months ago, you would have a bunch of candidates who would say, Hey, Okay, you know, we're going to pack the We're going to pack it up. Right. Sure. Joy Joy Fox might have packed it up. if 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 Langevin called her and said, hey, you know, you got to get out of this race or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to endorse in this race. Now, I mean, you think about these people again, use somebody like Joy Fox as a good example you know, this is not somebody who has money to be, you know, to spend the summer running for office, right. She's had to raise everything she's had to do. She's put her business relatively on hold. Uh, You know, there's a whole bunch of just kind of personal financial, uh, you know, situations here. And, And by the way, same thing, Sarah Morgenthau, you know, again, independently wealthy, all that stuff, but had a nice job in Washington had to kind of uproot her family a bit if this was going to happen, it probably should have happened a few months ago, by the way, it wouldn't have mattered all that much. I think you probably, uh, you know, it's not like the Jim Langevin endorsement is, is in any way stunning, but you're right. I I think it, I think it caught a couple of people. I I think that particularly Joy Fox who worked for him, as you said, what would thought she was going to kind of get through without having to uh, you know, have this situation where her former boss is against, or be like Gina Raimondo coming out and endorsing, uh, you know, magazine, or that would be, I think, an insult to her. And on top of
0: that, I mean, I think I just heard that David Siegel, Mr. Zoom, that, but I heard he he raised a, a, a tremendous amount of money with Elizabeth Warren the other night.
2: I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's, look, he's been raising, he, he actually raised a pretty healthy amount of money, you know, from sort of his national network. This is what, you know david siegel is good at you. like yeah. he is not particularly great as a kind of a one-on-one person no. he's a little awkward and and you know you kind of don't understand like what what exactly he's all about but he is a guy who has always been a really good organizer and what he's done in the last 10 12 years he wasn't around rhode island very much uh, but he was you know kind of uh you know, building a national network of like you know he was Doing kind of the Bernie Sanders progressive thing without yep. being the Bernie Sanders progressive. That's right. And now it's coming back. You know, he's gonna be a problem um, if he. I guess I should say he can be a problem for Seth Magaziner if he chooses to be. If he yeah. makes this, you know, everything. You have to take your position. Everything to the left. You know, if 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 he sets himself up as sort of the, you know, the candidate of the squad. That that's a problem for Seth Magaziner because it will force him to move, you know, to the left, which hurts him with independents, hurts him with conservative Democrats, and obviously hurts him with Republicans.
0: You know, Dan McGowan again, folks. So speak with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Um, just my observation: watch the Morgenthau campaign because I, obviously I live in CD two. The whole, you know, gender send a woman to Congress, they're that may have legs she's not going away she's everywhere by the way she's she very is. aggressive uh people have kind of reached out to me like should i take this coffee and so forth and and i'm like you know go ahead and listen and but she's really working the the, the woman vote and i i think that that's why i thought that was a very tone-deaf press briefing on on, on uh on with him and Langevin South such magazine only because I, what's the Bill Belichick rule? Like, let's not look ahead to the next opponent. When he just started talking about Fung in November and it, it just seemed very much, I thought, well, and condescending, he condescending and insulting.
2: And John, he's been, I mean, he's been doing that since the beginning. He, he yeah. kicked off the campaign talking about Alan Fung. Alan Fung was still dancing around whether he was going to do it or not. Right. So, right. You know, he was very clear and, and that that's obviously the strategy that he wants to run. You know, it, it makes I, I suppose it makes a little bit of sense if you, re, you know, if you're looking at this field and you're not quite seeing, you know, what it is that's going to, uh, you know, wh- how, how are these other candidates are going to kind of separate themselves. But you just point to a really interesting and in and, and this moment, I think, important one. Sarah Morgenthau is on television and is spending lots of money making the case that like, it's time to send a democratic woman to Washington. Yes. Um, you know, I, I do think that she, that that's a, that's a message, you know, it's a little low common denominator, but it is a message that will I think resonate to some degree. And yeah. here's the worst case for, for Seth magazine. Again, if you're, if you're saying to me, you know, who would you place a bet on in this primary? I'm, I'm of course going to say, you know, magazine is clearly the favorite, What you don't want, Is Seth Magaziner to come out of this primary 35% to 28% to, you know, 50? If this doesn't look like he cleaned up, then – you do get all those conversations. Boy, the Democrats, all they all consolidated behind Seth. They didn't even have the best candidate in the race. It starts to become a little bit of that Hillary Clinton narrative of everybody yes. got behind Clinton. Yeah. And actually, the energy was with Bernie Sanders.
0: That's exactly right. And one one last point on that, Dan McGowan. I was surprised. He said, I will debate Alan Funk. Uh, and, and both he and Lynchman said he's a nice guy. Yeah. But he said, I'll debate him 20 times. I was surprised. that, And, and again, I, I could have gone, I should have gone, but I just couldn't pull it together. But I was surprised someone didn't say, for instance, I am unaware if he's agreed to debates with David Siegel, Morgenthau, and, and Joy Fox. Maybe you know more than than I do, but that was quite a thing to throw out. And no one said, so you're going to, what What about your current opponents in the primary?
2: Yeah, I, I'm fairly certain that Channel 12 has locked down a date okay. before the primary okay. uh, to have those guys on stage. But it, you know what? It's a really fair question because it does, you know, if, if, if I'm the other candidates and this is, this is a, a little bit of a, you know, a, a sign that in many cases, these other candidates aren't quite ready for prime time either yep. if i'm them i would be out saying here's my proposal for 20 debates with yes. the primary right that's right and, and this is the, the the one reason why again i you know aside from a lot of these other factors but one thing that i i think the reason seth has a, a massive kind of advantage here is that i think that there's uh a lot of the a lot of the other candidates in the race. I don't think they have a huge incentive to go negative against, you know, the guy who, very well could be a congressman in Rhode Island for a really long time. You know, if you're Joy Fox, you run a small public relations business, you depend on government money at yeah. times. You know, Sarah Morgenthau wants to be kind of this, like, you know, uh, influential player in the national democratic party. Are you going to rub up Good against, point. you know, so I, I think people are, are, are kind of dancing on coals here a little bit, but look, they're not going to separate themselves if they don't take, you know, some reasonable shots at the you know the favorite here and there are they're very reasonable this is not saying you know this doesn't have to be about his father this can be any number of things that you could question about you know uh you know Seth Magaziner as this you know favorite in the race you could go at him kind of above board and not run a super negative campaign but still raise questions but they haven't done it yet.
0: Folks, we're going to take a, a quick break. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Much more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. time means grill time. And for the best grill, get a new grill. Stop in and see my friends. J's Broadway Appliance and TV. J apostrophe, S yes, Broadway Appliance and TV. Located 47 Cedar Swamp Road. That's Route 5, Smithfield. You can call them 401-949-7800 springtime summer this is the best time to grill outside they have a great selection on grills they also have a great selection on all appliances family-run business since 1963 remember you're going to deal directly with the owner and they will match or beat any package deal when it comes to appliances do you need a new refrigerator how about a new dishwasher washing machine dryer oven microwave jay's broadway appliance look for them online at jsappliance.com also on facebook springtime summer is grill time stop in and see them they're open monday through friday from 10 to 5 you can make an appointment for more personal saturday and sunday appointments J's broadway appliance and tv 401-949-7800 better yet drive in and see them 47 cedar swamp road route 5 in smithfield to the john DePetro show weekdays We start at 11. We go until 2. It's a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Petro.com. Joining me, joining us uh, right now is one of my siblings, independent columnist, opinion maker. It is Donna Perry. And, D.J., I want to start off with, uh, boy, just horrific Illinois with uh, a a, a mass shooting. And I think what really jumps out, several things. Number one, they, they did catch him alive. He was able to escape from a rooftop. But uh, number two, boy, the clues and red flags. I mean, here you have someone who's making videos, a total, you know, isolated, uh, rejected 22-year-old white, basically male loser with nothing going on, but making videos, fantasizing about a school shooting. It wasn't a school shooting. School's not in session. But that really is what marks the, the, the 4th of July weekend
3: yes uh, good to be with you on but on such a um, such a horrific uh, story as we all come out of Fourth of July um, th- that's the thing JD um, sadly we we see this with several of these uh, even more recent things um, but in Highland Park you know when, when you say this is a young person this is like his own community and yeah. to be that deeply disturbed um, you know like, I think the governor did say correctly, the monster like lying in wait on the roof um, to just fire into the crowd. So I I think a couple of things on all this stuff, you know, it's, when you see that's just like a nice suburb, it is a very nice suburb. Very nice. You know, this, you know, you theoretically, it's just so chilling. People say, I guess, you know, this could happen anywhere. And when you, I also found some of the images of, you know, they, as people fled, it's just so horrible. You know, you, you see like people literally running with children in their arms, running for their lives. Um, it's full terror. It's also shows as we've seen this young guy, John, like you say, like they, they become completely immersed in just their online world. Um, as we can see that by, you know, the early investigation. Um, and I just want to say in this case though, um, as has been argued when you see a lot of these things, to say that a young person's access to that kind of a weapon, any yeah. kind of a major weapon like that, it has to be addressed. I mean, when yeah. you see, I, I, I just take a different view than yeah. a lot of conservatives. It's not that you can't protect someone's right. What are you going to say now, John? When they say harden the schools, harden the floats.
0: <laughs> you right. know,
3: harden the balloons, and he's
0: 22. He's like, not 18 years it, old,
3: right? And like, so how insane does this get? This argument to talk about anything, and we know that's what is, will go on for a couple of days. Anything but the person's access to the weapon. And again, like you say, even they've made modest incremental um, with this law that they it's not passed, but it's in Congress. I mean, that just addresses not letting an 18 year old necessarily have easy access to a purchase. So I think the role of someone being so immersed in social media over, you know, the sites and, and for him to play out this fantasy to do yeah. this.
0: Um, they were clues. They were well, clues. They, there's clues something needs to be done working with, with the big tech. They don't like it. And normally they, they don't really cooperate. And I fully recognize this freedom of speech issues here and art and intimidation and, and impersonation, but but there's, there's something, something needs to be done. Because now as you look at his videos, Donna Perry, I mean, it's, it's clear there's something wrong with him. Um, yeah. And then it results, you know, that's an excellent point. It's not like it was foreign people he didn't know. He went into his own community.
3: Right. And, and when you go way back, that was the case of the kid in Sandy Hook. I mean, he yes. had attended that elementary school. That's right. Um, so I would also argue this when they talk about mental health. Um, something in my view that has to be talked about is what would be the legal, uh, allowance of school records to be released because JD, uh, yeah. th- these young guys, you know, that it didn't happen overnight. The signs no. are there. And by the way, school counselors know that school That's counselors right. meet with young people who Good begin point. to have very disturbing thoughts. So very sad way to cap off. Unfortunately, you know, um, the fourth of july and and it is it's just another disturbing reminder um and that they they're, you know congress leadership someone has to come to a compromise some steps have to be made
0: yeah in in good police work and identifying yeah. who it was um the the whole thing folks again we're sweet with donna perry and uh, dj let's touch on the boy the world's richest man i don't think that's someone that you want to kind of get in the back and forth but uh, jeff Bezos. this is interesting with, uh, him going after and taking, uh, jabs at president Biden.
3: Yes. And uh, you know, um, that happened somewhere into the leading into the weekend. And I think that the fact that someone of the stature of Be- Bezos, um, he's, he's putting out a statement that just really ridiculed Biden saying and it through a tweet and, and saying, you know, local gas companies and gas stations, Like, it's almost like they're blaming the high gas prices. Once again, John, they're doing a dance. Um, To me, the White House is trying to, you know, blame anyone but have it fall into the lap of Biden. So the tweet was the White House basically was almost like, John, throwing it out there like a like a balloon. Like, let's see if this sticks with the public. It's your local gas station. They're the ones who are increasing the price of the pump. And then Bezos tweets which to me hit them very hard and said the white house is putting out either misdirection or a complete misunderstanding of like basic market dynamics i mean that was like ouch um and and also jd that the tweet which you you have to wonder that biden insisted on having a hand in it i know they write a lot for him when it was something to the effect of, and bring the prices down now. Like he has this like weird scolding thing. Yes. JD. And I might say that for Bezos though, very interesting. Like you say to yourself, does he have a political future that he's looking at? He he actually has a, a few times stepped out and criticized them. Yes. My memory's right on a couple of different issues. So um i think that for like you say you know this is a person who is very immersed in all global markets um you know knows what he's talking about and he's basically saying we have a president who doesn't understand like basic uh fundamentals of the economy almost um and so you know i just think that he also some people noted and i think some conservative writers were right to note this john they said why isn't the rest of you know, the mainstream media, like like no- noting that Biden would, would make this kind of ridiculous charge. Good point. And, and they said Bezos has to do the fact checking for like, where, where is the Washington media on this? Because honestly, it's like anyone who knows a basic on this and anyone, you know, they were covering it. So a local gas station owner, John, would be like when you go to your, you know, self-serve Cumberland right. farms. Well, there's a local franchise owner, Yes. So that's just a person who they say they maybe make three to five cents on every wow. gallon sold. Um, it, it, they don't have anything to do with the huge oil companies that are moving the refined product. Um, and then, John, wants just one last thing. So then I think Corrine Jean-Pierre put out like kind of a very feeble thing to back Biden up. And the Oil and Gas Association I saw following Bezos tweet said, well, whoever is the intern who put out such a foolish wow. message and JD, like it again, politically, they just keep stepping in it. Like, it, you know, obviously I think this actually seems to be just really digs at Biden almost the most, you know, he's yes. beginning to feel helpless fully in the the gas prices it cuts across all sectors of americans that's the other thing about it that's so tricky right because it's not left right everyone gases up their car and and it's uh so uh, again i think i just think bezos tweet john is part of a larger pattern we're seeing where people are just pe- you know even prominent democrats are stepping out saying his, the presidency it seems to have no like solid leadership no, no. and they're and not, not afraid, afraid to say it, you know,
0: they're not. And I want people to understand it uh, because not everyone's on Twitter, but this, this is more than, you know, if, if you're an executive, and never mind the world's richest man, you're not going to put out a press release on this, but it's a way for him mm-hmm. to let the public and especially it's really the media that's all over Twitter. It's a way to let them know how he feels and just kind of like a passing Uh, you know, thought of of something like this, it's very insightful. That's where I think Twitter is such a helpful tool, because otherwise, like I said, if by the time he sat down with his board or whoever and said, I want to put out a press release, uh, it's a big process. This is just off the cuff in real time. Boom. This is this is how I feel. And then you're
3: in the news cycle, right? And then
0: you're in the news cycle. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on The John DiPietro Show the centredale revival stop it and see them comfort food and cocktails you're gonna love the centredale revival located 2025 smith street north providence right in centredale right across from north providence town hall delicious food delicious drinks live entertainment on the weekends shane and his crew they're waiting for you a great time is going to be had by all at the centredale revival 2025 smith street in north providence remain healthy stop it and see marie and it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland you can also look for her on facebook but call her 401-305-3585 you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all Great service, great selection. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies. Local products like I.C.E. honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. Plus hemp and CBD products, natural skincare. It's my health. Pop and see Marie. Ten ninety nine, Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401-305-3585, diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. Home again, consignment, located Governor Francis Shopping Center, fine furniture, art, antiques, glassware, jewelry, buy, sell, or sell in consignment, and... Estate sales are provided. It's home again consignment. Call John, 401-463-3310. Again, located right in Warwick in the Governor Francis Shopping Center. Home again consignment. Best lawn ever guaranteed. Contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Now, you can call them, 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. The best thing to do, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They have a great website. It's easy lawn LawnDoctor.com. Lawn then just put in your zip code get a quick easy a quote your best lawn ever guaranteed take get part of their premium eight service program early spring spring lime late spring summer grub prevention early fall fall late fall lawn doctor online at lawn Doctor.com.